You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Tuesday, 21 February, later Cecil results. I'm Simon Brown coming to you live and loud from remote studios in Cape Town. On the show today, we're going to be chatting with Sintabeli Papela from FNB, that impact trading update. i got to say, packaging companies, NAMPAC aside, are looking strong. We chat with Dr. Adrian Seville, what to expect from the budget. I want to ask him, what would he do if he was finance minister? What would be top of his list? And then Jeff Miller on their 12B Green Energy Fund, new tax-efficient way of investing into solar operations. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. Amplats sees load shedding as a threat to production in 2023, while the Ukraine war recovery in auto sector and rising demand for electric vehicles underpins PGM prices. Business Day, how Treasury plans to short-circuit jitters over ESCOM debt. Uh, Treasury to talk to investors immediately after budget speech. Morning markets, the U.S. was closed yesterday. It was President's Day. Uh, in Asia, we read we were at Sydney down a quarter of a percent. Tokyo off a, a, a small amount, 0.05%. Commodities, mixed. Uh, gold, 1,848. Brent, 83.33. And on the green side, platinum, 927. Palladium, 1,496. Rand, 18.13. Bitcoin, 25,000. Uh, 10 cent down 1.9%. Top 40 opening call. Uh, looking for a red open, 350 points to the downside. That is almost half a percent. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Checking now with uh, Simtabili Papela, investment analyst at FMB Wealth and Investment. Simtabili, appreciate the time this morning. That, that impact update, I mean, it was a strong update. The market pushed the stock uh, some 7% higher. Uh, packaging companies, uh, NAMPAC aside, they're actually doing really well at the moment. They, they, they kind of found a bit of a, a sweet spot. I mean, is that a fair comment? Morning, Simon. Uh, great to be speaking with you again. And yeah, um, that is a, a fair comment. I mean, just the impact results. Yes, the, the share price rallied quite positively on the day. And I think even excluding the discontinued operations mm. that, you know, headline earnings um, per share growth was still positive, even though it was just a little behind consensus, um, even at the top end. But yeah, the market really cheered the performance, um, you know, and I think overall, that strong bottom line performance really is just reflective of the sustained momentum that you know they realized during the second half of the year and um you know even top line growth you, you know also improved from the first half operating costs were well controlled um and i think yeah it is definitely um more broadly speaking as a sector packaging companies are looking positive and it's definitely on the back of you know um as as impact mentioned that you know they they did realize they were able to meet the growing demand for packaging mm. solutions in sa fruit exports uh specifically so i think that's quite a boost for you know packaging uh, companies across the board 
It is strong. I mean, you mentioned fruit, and of course, you know, that's a bit of a more niche space. I think a lot of us, when we think packaging, we probably think those boxes from Take A Lot. It is a lot more than just that. I'm looking through them. I mean, the number of sort of, you know, low to single digit PEs. I mean, Caxton on a a PE of around six, Bola Metcalf on on around the same. I mean, is this a space that that, that you and your team are are, are looking at at potential investments, or or are there challenges? I'm thinking most notably, of course, load shedding can't be fun, and input costs. I mean, there must be maybe less so now, but input costs must have been hurting at points. Definitely. So one of the things uh, that stood out from from the impacts um, uh, results or trading update was that, you know, they are investing in, um, you know, sustainable, you know, solar uh, PV capacity, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's, it's ESG positive at the end of the day. And it was a, a highlight because, you know, there are other options, diesel being We've seen a lot in the retail space, but, you know, solar is more sustainable and at the same time helping to kind of mitigate that risk in the local environments because of, you know, uh, load shedding. And so, yeah, that's a significant cost to 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 these companies. Um, but also it, it, there's also the 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 some some risks i guess from you know south africa is one of the leading exporters of fruits specifically citrus fruits in the world yeah. and so some of that um yeah driving that that that's that upside but there are some you know risks within the export space um some challenges that you know exporters were facing especially last year uh, just around tougher, you know, operate the tough, tougher operating environments due to higher costs, regulatory challenges, etc. Um, and so we are seeing some headwinds in the space. Uh, so generally speaking, we do prefer, you know, a Mondi in this space, um, just because of how it is positioned. They, they, they're quite diversified and um, quite a robust uh, balance sheet. They, um, yeah, relatively speaking yeah. to the rest of the guys, yeah. No, but I take your point, and I, I mean, the fruit is great, but it is perhaps a little volatile. We had issues last year, so perhaps Monday is the better bet. We'll leave that there. Really appreciate the time. Some Tabeli Bopela Investment Analyst, F&B Wealth and Investments. Appreciate the early morning. There's no postponing the inevitable. Your money knew this day would come. And you know what? It can hardly wait to start giving some back to you. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with uh, Dr. Adrian Seville, Generia Capital. Adrian, appreciate the time today. We've got budget coming up this week. Is it fair to say that the finance minister almost had a couple of easy years because of extra tax collections thanks to commodity prices and that he's probably not going to have it this time it's going to be a it's going to be a tough budget Simon, I think that's absolutely uh, you know on the money <laughs> uh, to uh, to coin a phrase but um, you know that uh, that that uh, tailwind has gone away and what uh, what worries me more than just the tailwind having gone away is you know perhaps uh, uh, you know a, a, a lack of um, recognition or broad realization that uh, this this windfall uh, was exactly that it wasn't the doing of uh, you know a, a good management uh, shrewd policy 
uh, you know, astute uh, fiscal footwork. Um, instead, it was the, you know, the, the, the goodwill, the generosity of the global environment. That's gone away. Um, there might be a tiny bit of further, you know, tailwind, and that comes from the weaker rand uh, rather than commodity mm-hmm. prices. But uh, none of it really is enough to tell the reality, the, the, the harsh reality of South Africa's fiscal circumstance. Yeah, and that fiscal circumstance is going to be quite simple. I mean, he did use the windfall wisely, mostly, paying down debt, and, and kudos to that. But it does put us in a position now where, where he's got needs. There's talk around uh, basic income grant being being made permanent. There is, of course, the huge needs on Eskom. Um, and and it's, going to be, it's going to be a budget where, where, where he simply hasn't got wiggle room. And whilst... I don't think you'll raise VAT a year before an election. Like we're not going to get we're not going to get any relief as, as as taxpayers, and and debt burdens and the like are, are going to come under renewed pressure. It's uh, you and I have been watching these budgets uh, and participating in uh, this analysis for for years, decades, and uh, every come you know come every budget as we whip around year after year the narrative tends to be this is the most important budget mm. and you know, I would say that again this is the most important budget and the fact that each one is the most important tells you that or tells me that the promises that were made in the previous one simply haven't been delivered so here we have an yet another most important budget and there's some other things you know going on in the background which you know whilst necessary are, you know we have to be alive to to the realities of what it means and for instance uh, you know that emergency relief grant is i think has been you know, just slowly uh, nudged in and looks like, uh, for all intent and purpose, a basic income grant, mm-hmm. um, which is vital social uh, welfare safety net. But, you know, we don't have the money. And we don't have the money because we've allocated uh, funds in the wrong places. And one of the, you know, one of the fundamental misallocations is the spending on wages over the spending on infrastructure. And that is very, very well entrenched, which means uh, I think we're fighting with both hands behind our back on the budget. These hard decisions haven't been taken when it comes to allocating capital. That's a great point because I mean the, the wage bill has got absolutely extreme, and I, I know I think it was actually the Mbaweni in the twenty twenty budget who said you know that they were going to draw a hard line on, on the wage bill, but there isn't that infrastructure. We get the talk every time around it, and and mm. and the spend's not there. I mean the key point to infrastructure is that not only is it great for localization, it's great for uh, employment, and of course it's great for an economy, and and it's just it's just not there and 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 not happening. And wages are nice, but they then they're not long term for an economy you know more than you know not us i would say that you know it has to be recognized that when you're running a budget deficit and you have a wage bill that is as elevated as ours it essentially means you're funding wages with debt um you know and from a you know from a financial management perspective you know you you would put that down as sort of you know mistake 101 um uh when it comes to Building a uh, a viable um, uh, economy, uh, a sustainable economy. The second problem is so you know a you funding the wages with debt. Um, B uh, uh, it would be you know palatable or tolerable if there was evidence that this was translating into very very high. 
um, uh, outputs and high impact. In other words, that there was great effect, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. comes from these wages. We don't have that evidence. And the third is, even if we were to moderate that wage bill at this stage, we still have you know, a couple of hard years to get through whilst the spending normalizes and there's diversion or reallocation of that spending from current to capital spending. So there's, there's a plethora of problems here that, um, that I simply, you know, I think just simply haven't been uh, addressed. And it would be magical to see that, uh, you know, th- that undertaking, which has been on the table for so many years, ultimately materialize would that be South africa will continue to limp unless that happens yeah and if you were i mean if the minister phones you up and says right uh, you know dr seville uh what's the the one thing on your list i mean what what would it be what would you say is number one for him to stand up on on, on wednesday and and do i think uh <laughs> you you asked me the one thing and now i want to I tell you five <laughs> I, I would just I would underline the, that one thing that discipline hard decisions have yeah. to be taken. There is there is no way we're going to get to the right place without taking fundamentally hard decisions. Yep, and and I fear in a in a budget a year ahead of an election. I can't see the hard decisions, unfortunately, coming in this budget at all. We'll leave it there. Let's talk to Adrian Civil, Jennifer Capital. Always appreciate the time. Your money knows it's not just about the money. It's about your returns returning the favour and empowering people. Your money can do more to change the narrative. Beyond delivering consistent returns, investing in the Stanlib Kanisa Impact Investment Fund can help eradicate poverty and protect the environment. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with Jeff Miller, founder of a 12B Green Energy Fund. Jeff, appreciate the time today. You and I have chatted in the past. We've talked 12J. Of course, that's been sunsetted by National Treasury. 12B is, is the new one. My understanding, a lot of similarities. Some of the key points, perhaps, is that um, the money is only actually uh, tax deductible when, it, when, when it's sort of put to good use. But other issues, there's no lock-in period, uh, also no limits on the, the 12B. 100% Simon, so uh, you're 100% correct, there are no limits in 12J, you had to hold for five years, mm-hmm. No one, there were a cap at uh, 2.5 million for individuals and trusts and 5 million for companies, here it's unlimited, there's no lock-in period and, uh, and, in, and I think in all things being equal, that 12B is superior to 12J. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's my sense in it as well. And there is a key point here, of course, that this needs to be, this is going to be in, in, in energy. In your case, you're focusing on, on green energy. This is not going to be a, a hotel or anything like that. It's, it's going to be focused on the energy space. Yeah, so 12B only allows you to invest into into energy, mm-hmm. and you have to actually produce energy in order to be able to claim the 12B deduction. So we're focusing on solar in the main, Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, where we would take, uh, whether it's commercial, industrial, and uh, let's say uh, big residential complexes off the grid where we would provide them with the panels, uh, inverters, and batteries. And we would put the equipment into on their sites and we would sell them the electricity. 
Gotcha. So in essence, you're going to use the money in the fund and, and you come in. So if I'm a, a corporate, whatever, whoever I might be, you essentially come to me and say, we're going to give you green energy. And would that be almost at no cost to me except the monthly bill as I pay for the, the power you produce? So not only would there, you know, the, would there be similar costs to you currently, mm. but we peg the escalations at CPR plus one to two percent. So there's no surprises. Is you know now we've got an eighteen point six percent next year. We've got uh, a twelve percent increase. Yeah. So all being equal, one can peg the escalations and budget accordingly. I'm imagining your your biggest challenge is is, is probably demand. I mean, uh, everybody I know is 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 going off grid. Um, but, but I mean, if if you raise I don't know billions and billions, I mean, are you are you going to be able to deploy it in I mean a, a year or two or potentially longer? So what we do, you're absolutely 100% correct. It's all about the deployment. So we're doing the capital raises in in tranches of 200 million on a first-come, first-served basis. So the first 200 million we would deploy, and the intention is that we match the capital raise with the deployment in the same year. So in fact, uh, you know, investors would be able to be able to claim their 12B deduction for Feb two, uh, 2024. That's an important point because if, 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 if I deposit the money, it's not when I put the money into the fund that I get the deduction, it's when the deployment happens that I get that deduction. So absolutely correct. So that you get the 12B deduction when we when we deploy it, and but you do earn uh, the the revenue that we generate uh, and we uh, on a monthly basis and we distribute that biannually in August and February each year. Okay, okay, biannually, I get that. In, in, in terms of obviously uh, uh, green is exciting. Everyone's interested in that in, in in a sense. What's the key point here, perhaps as well, is that no no duration or anything like that. So I can get it at, at some point. Though, I mean, does the fund wrap itself up or does it sort of run in perpetuity forever? Now it's a ten-year fund, mm-hmm. uh, but there are some exit mechanisms. In, in should an investor wish to exit prior to the tenure, but we we assuming that it's a you know at the end of the ten years we would on-sell the cash flows to another fund or a ah, money fund gotcha. mm-hmm. who would take it over. Okay, that makes sense. And 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 I mean, you said there there are mechanisms for for exit. I imagine it's not almost like a unit trust where I can cash in at a day's notice. But if I want to get out, I can exit. There is exit me- mechanisms. It's obviously subject to the operational requirements of the fund, mm-hmm. but the, the 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 fund does generate a lot of cash, and uh, we'll do everything in our power to assist early exits. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you said, it would be a, a hugely cash generative. A, a last question: in, in terms of when I'm exiting, is that then just taxed as income? Because of course I've got the deduction from my income tax up front. When I get the, the the cash back, whether it be the the dividend flows or the or the exit at the end, is that now taxed as income? So the distributions are actually taxed in your individual hands mm-hmm. uh, at the end of each year because uh, that that you theoretically receiving a share of the profits yeah. of the partnership. And when we sell at the end of ten years, or if you exit earlier, there is a recoupment of the the assets or the value of the assets at the time. So in terms of the tenure, we've assumed that there would be a recoupment of between 30 and 40% of the asset value. Okay, okay, oh, okay. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, last question, uh, this is open to individuals. Are there minimums? You said no maximums. Are there minimums for individuals? 
Yeah, there's a minimum of 100,000 Rand mm-hmm. uh, for investment, but there are no maximums, and it's available to individuals, trusts, companies, and even to pension and provident funds. Okay, across the spectrum. Jeff Miller, founder, 12B Green Energy Fund. Jeff, appreciate the time. And that's our poll today, uh, chatting with Jeff there. I mean, is this something that, that you're interested in? I mean, 12, 12J was a, a bit of a weird process, although a lot of folks did it. This is uh, quite fundamentally different. Key point, of course, it is only around electrical producing uh, assets. You can't go and do a hotel with this. Uh, it, as I said, it's something you're going to be investing in. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. That's it for today. We're chatting with Michaela uh, Santangelo yesterday from Independent Securities around load shed proofing your portfolio. And we asked you, have, have you been uh, load shed proofing your portfolio against the ESCOM blackouts? Over half of you said, nope, and it's doing quite fine. A third of you were saying partly, and the rest said, yeah, you know what, years ago, you saw this coming. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website, the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nobuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow, trading volatility. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.